Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of conquering the seeds of destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Within this chapter, I have been actually discussing your feelings and your emotions and how things just get the best of you and how it also can cause you to react to certain things. Now, I like sharing with you a few scenarios of things that others may have done to you, as well as maybe those things that you have allowed yourself to deal with based on what you've done in your past and how you blame yourself for how your life has been turning out. Now, today, I actually want to dig a little bit deeper with this root of blame and just kind of continue to share different scenarios that can cause you to either blame others or maybe even blame yourself, especially if things are not going in a positive way. So just to kind of revisit what the definition of blame was. So it basically means to find fault with and to hold responsible for. Now, when thinking about your emotions and your feelings, what immediately comes to your mind when something negative happens to you? Now, in chapter two, as you remember, I dealt with what you tell yourself when thoughts come your way. So, you know, we were dealing a lot about the whole thought process. And I shared also how you allow those thoughts to kind of resonate within you. And the goal, of course, was to not allow the thoughts to take residence in you. So the main conclusion was that you are thinking more favorably of yourself and trusting in what God's approval is of you. Because as you remember, that's the seed that God planted in you, which is the seed of approval. Now, in this particular chapter, you have to not only think it, but you have to feel it which can be difficult because your feelings can really keep you in a downward mode of destruction if you listen long enough to it. Now, on page 98 in the book, if you're following along, I actually give you a list of behaviors where the enemy just tries to distract you with things that may have happened to you. Now, they can actually be things that may even be going on now, maybe where you're blaming your family about something, or maybe you're blaming your friends, or maybe you're even blaming something that happened on the job, or you could be blaming the government. The list can go on and on and on as to why your life is what it is. Now, based on your reactions and even your responses to them, You made the decision to continue in these negative behaviors because you may have blamed those situations on either someone else or maybe their influence on you caused you to act in this negative realm. And it's these types of things that the enemy uses to kind of keep you in this route of blame. Now, you will not get ahead in your life if you consume yourself in your emotions and your feelings and allow that to be the foundation that kind of dictates your path. 
as I have said before, I am not minimizing the things that have happened to you and that certain things may even be justified for how you feel. It just becomes necessary to just feel it and then make a conscious choice to move on from it. Don't just stay there and be stuck in it. You must find a way to take responsibility for what has taken place and just make the necessary changes in your life based on even lessons that you've learned. You will see also that it helps you achieve goals and dreams that you are striving for. Now, let me also add that in the midst of setting goals to get ahead, make sure that you just don't have any types of hidden agendas or motives to cause someone or maybe something to kind of fail as you strive to get ahead. Also, don't smile in front of people while trying to hurt them behind closed doors. And I think we all kind of know layman's terms, which means don't smile in someone's face while stabbing them in the back. Do not mix your hurt and pain with your set goals that you are trying to achieve because you're not doing them with the right intentions. Now, Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 19 says, never pay back evil with evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Now, I know when you have been hurt, you probably want God to take revenge and probably for him to get them really good and really even to get them immediately. Now, it's kind of easy to feel that when you're hurting However, none of us, and I do be none of us, should really want that wrath or anger from God on anyone. Because we know when God is angry, you just don't know how long that's going to last, and you definitely don't know what extent it can be in. And remember, at any time, the same type of anger from God can happen to you because none of us are perfect. But each and every day, you know, we should strive to be perfect in God with spiritual maturity and character. God sees your actions because he searches the heart of people. And God wants each person on the earth to repent and to turn from their evil ways so that they can be restored back to him. That is why you really need to be sincere in everything that you do, even the people that have hurt you. Pray in the midst of your pain and the things that are happening to you. And God will reward you for your actions according to his will. So now let's just go ahead and see how things took place with Moses and the children of Israel. And we're going to actually not only talk about what took place with the root of blame, but also even the consequences that took place. So let's first just start off with Exodus chapter 32 verses 1 through 6 that says, When Moses failed to come back down the mountain right away, the people went to Aaron. Look, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. This man, Moses, who brought us from Egypt, has disappeared. We don't know what has happened to him. So Aaron said, tell your wives and sons and daughters to take off their gold earrings and then bring them to me. All the people obeyed Aaron and brought him their gold earrings. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded and tooled it into the shape of a calf. The people exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. 
when Aaron saw how excited the people were about it, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking and indulged themselves in pagan revelry. So here we go again. I mean, it's just really unbelievable how disobedient the children of Israel, you know, have been doing and just complaining and blaming Moses because they felt like their needs weren't getting met. Now, this particular time, they wanted Aaron to make gods or even just an idol that they can see to lead them. Now, because Moses was gone to the mountains to actually talk to God, and he went there many of times, but he did come back. Now, they just assumed that he was gone and just left them out there in the wilderness. Now, Aaron, of course, was no better than they were because it was his guidance that told them to give him their gold earrings so that they can actually make a calf. And then he told them that they were going to be actually having a festival the next day. So now let's go ahead and dig into these consequences. This actually coming from Exodus chapter 32 verses 19 through 24. And it says, now when they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing. In terrible anger, he threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf they had made and melted it in the fire. And when the metal had cooled, he ground it into powder and mixed it with water. Then he made the people drink it. After that, he turned to Aaron. What did the people do to you? He demanded. How did they ever make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Don't get upset, sir, Aaron replied. You yourself know these people and what a wicked bunch they are. They said to me, make us some gods to lead us, for something has happened to this man Moses who led us out of Egypt. So I told them, bring me your gold earrings. When they brought them to me, I threw them into the fire and out came this calf. Unbelievable. <laughs> Now, needless to say, Moses was very angry and made them suffer the consequences. I mean, think about it. He made them drink it after he grounded it into powder. And then look at how Aaron responded. He quickly flipped the script on them. He basically threw the, the children of Israel right underneath the bus. But he also just kind of showed his lack of leadership by telling Moses that it was the children of Israel that made him make these decisions. But in reality, he just really didn't want to suffer any consequences for Moses because you see he left out that part about him actually tooling and molding the gold into a calf. So Aaron was also just a piece of work also. Let me just ask you, what about you? As you kind of look at how the children of Israel handle things, have you ever just done some of those same things and just not been obedient as well to God? Now, granted, your situation may not be as extreme as theirs, and then again, it could be. But it may be safe to say that all of us have probably blamed someone for some things that have actually happened and just didn't go our way in the way we kind of wanted them to go. Now, I do know it can be difficult to just kind of not get your needs met the way you want them, but you just have to just make sure that you are staying guided by God. Now, Psalm 37, 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. So it just becomes just very important to just make sure your steps and your actions are being ordered by God. 
And let me just add, blaming other people for things that have happened to you, it really just kind of delays your progress. And it really distracts you from really just fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. You just have to really make sure that you're checking in with him and that you're on the right path, especially doing the things that he wants you to do. Now, the enemy, of course, wants you to get off your path and you just have to just make him the liar that he is and not be distracted by those things because he'll just continue to keep throwing things at you. Also, just keep in mind, too, that, you know, it may be difficult to handle things, but you just have to just make sure that each and every day you're being replenished by the word of God when those types of attacks come at you. Don't stay in your struggles and definitely don't have the blame game taking place. Some situations, as I said, may be warranted, but you just need to try to make sure that the conclusion that you come up with is not always everyone else's fault but yours. So take responsibility for your actions and learn the lessons that you need to learn for growth and spiritual maturity. As you will see, the more that you lean on God, the more the enemy won't be able to have his ammunition because you won't be even looking in the enemy's direction to begin with. You will actually start to see that ammunition and that God gives you even more by giving you that new seed that he's going to plant in you, which is going to actually be the seed that conquers the seed and roots of anger. Now, let's go ahead and wrap up and just come back tomorrow and see how God really does things in our lives and see how things unfold as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.